Let's bring him in now, Phoenix Suns guard, campaign. Ken, how are you? I'm doing good, man. Uh, just chilling outside this bubble, getting some rest, uh, getting ready for the next season. For sure. So before we get to your, your life in the bubble and your son's life in the bubble, let's talk about the current playoffs. Right now, your former team, Oklahoma City Thunder, will, will be battling the Houston Rockets in Game 7 tonight. So out there in beautiful Orlando, how do you see that game playing out? It's going to be a tough one. Um, I feel like, man, if, if, if James take control of the game, I feel like they got a high chance of winning. Of winning but I'm, I'm, I'm an OKC fan. They drafted me. They got me in the NBA, so I'm an OKC fan for life. So, hey, <laughs> I'm looking for them to pull this one out. Even with your, your boy Westbrook on the other side? Absolutely. Absolutely. I know. I know uh, Russ had a not a so good game last game, but he's still trying to find his groove. Uh, I feel like he's going to come out and play well. Uh, it's, I mean, honestly, man, whoever wins is all good. Uh, but, you know, it's always good to see the team that drafted you prevail. For sure. So let me ask you this. Last night uh, we had there, you know, the Utah Jazz and the Denver Nuggets big-time series. You know, big time play out of Donovan Mitchell, two fifty point game. Jamal Murray, two fifty point game. First time that's ever happened. I mean, just some amazing basketball. But ultimately, the Denver Nuggets got it done. How do you see these guys, Murray and Mitchell, after this playoff series? Oh man, they gotta be talked about way more now. <laughs> they, they like, um, they in that conversation of some of the best guards in the NBA now. You gotta put them in there. If 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 you don't, you gotta be fooling somebody. They gotta be in that conversation. They did some incredible things, and uh, man, even with when the game was over, they they showed man respect to each other because they know they they left it all on the floor. And I mean, that's what you want to see. So, I mean, man, uh, much much praise to them guys. They 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 played a hell of a series. Much praise to Jamal Murray and the Nuggets. Man, they end up pulling it out, but. Hey, man, I was just happy to see it go game seven. I was just happy to see just some great basketball. Like, game seven, down to the wire, two guards going 50 and 50. Like, you know, that's 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 some good things to watch. For sure, big-time basketball, man. And it was a lot of fun seeing those two guys out there in the basketball court. So, so let's look at it this way. Looking at the West, a lot of people believe it's going to come down to the Clippers and Lakers. Do you agree with that? I mean, now, I mean, I kind of felt like Dallas could have got the Clips if they had a full team. Um, but now, I'm kind of seeing that. Uh, the Lakers end up, they they, they starting to find their rhythm uh, at a great time, too. Um, I feel like the Clippers, they just too good. They, they team is loaded. I can, I, can, I can see that battle going one, one seed, two seed. And it's gonna be tough on the road with the Clippers to make it to the to the to the chip. Uh, yeah, Clippers to me are the best team from top to bottom. They they have from they top got, to bottom. They got the full puzzle. Like, yeah, full puzzle. Yeah. yeah, from from top to bottom, there's not a better basketball team than the Clippers. I don't think. But we'll see. We'll definitely see. So you like the Clippers in the West? So out in the East, I mean, it's still up in the air at this point. But how do you see the East playing out? Honestly, I don't know because I got the I got my uh, Milwaukee and, and and right there, you know, I had Toronto coming out the East. Okay, 
they're very well coached, but Boston is they hooping, man. They hooping. Yeah. They hooping, man. For sure. The, I don't know how this Miami series is going. If, if Jimmy keep that up, hey, that's hey, that's going to be it's, – it's, it's, it's tough to stop a guy like that. Once he get it going, it's, 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 it's hard to stop a player that's rolling. For sure. It's going to be – it's going to be telling. We'll see what happens in these next few weeks. I don't think the Celtics and the Raptors series is over, even though the Celtics dropped 2-0. I don't think it's over just yet. Yeah. And I look at the Bucks and Heat, and to me, that's almost a talk up. You don't know. You don't know. It's it's tough. It's tough. It's a talk up. Series tough. It's tough. Uh, Miami, great defensive scheme. Man. They got a great defensive scheme. And Tyler Harrow is hooping. <laughs> it's tough, man. Them them boys rolling right now. The Toronto Raptors in any other year, obviously being down 2-0, we would think it's pretty much a done deal. But they're in a bubble, and it's no home court advantage. So you think – I think they still have a shot. Do you think they still have a shot? Yeah, I do. Uh, just because Fred hasn't played well yet, and it's coming. Uh, and also, Kyle really hasn't shot the ball well, and it's coming. So um, with no fans there, every game up for grabs, man. Right. Just like – seen in a past series, it could change like that. <laughs> with, with, with Denver and Utah, it could yep. change. Yep. Uh, so, I'm still going to roll with Toronto out the East, but, you know, if they lose, then uh, I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know so, where I'm going. You talked about the no fans. Mm-hmm. How was it playing without no fans? Was it an, adjust- was it an adjustment for you? Not really, because it was more so, you know, you you just hooping like it's just it's, it's like nothing around. I don't personally, personally, I speak for myself that it wasn't an adjustment for me. It kind of okay. felt like still playing like five on five players, like five on five. You ain't got no extras, no refs got opinions from fans. It's just straight raw. They seeing everything like straight raw basketball. Like it was cool for me. It was cool for me. And you look at you guys. You look at the Phoenix Suns. I mean. You guys went 8-0 out in the bubble. Hypothetically speaking, if you guys would have found a way to get into the playoffs, do you feel like you guys could have pushed the Lakers? I feel like we could have. I just feel like, man, we just had a different mentality in the bubble. Uh, And I just came to the team. So um, just when I got there, you know, they were were locked in and focused. And I kind of felt like – we definitely could have made some noise in that playoffs just because of the way we were playing. We were playing well. You know, it's when a team playing well, you got to, you know, honor that. Right. And uh, I just felt playing well at the same time as Portland was. They finally caught their thing. Dane was going crazy. Uh, so I felt like Portland or us, it, it would have been a great, great series. Um, I wish them guys didn't get hurt, though. I felt like the series would have been a little bit better. Uh, but I just, I honestly, I just wish it would have been Portland versus Phoenix in the play-in game. Okay. That, that, that was more so the thing for me. Right. So you look at it, and you talked about it. You joined the team late, and you talked about the team coming together. <laughs> what, what do you think was the reason behind this team finally coming together at the time they came together to have it ain't no run in the bubble? Uh, I mean, the bubble, all all the intangibles of the bubble, I think. Uh, man, we eating together. We riding the bus together every day. It's not Jim going home. It's Jim. We riding the bus. We walking back together all the way to the all the way to your room. 
every day, seeing each other every morning for breakfast. It was just a little bit different. Um, and like our chemistry got better. Coach Monty, man, he showed us videos and all kind of different things about BLM and what's going on in the, in, in the world right now. And it was just like, man, everybody bought into what Monty wanted, to what he wanted. And everybody had each other's back. And I feel like that's just coming from being in the bubble. Man. Like, like mm-hmm. I said, I don't, I don't hung with the players more than I would if I was at home. Like, right. I'm, going, I'm going home. After the game, I'm going home, you know. But, you know, you chill with somebody more. They they right, they next to you. They they right next to you. We walking right. all the way. Like, what you eat? It's just little stuff like that that you learn about your teammates more. And then when you get on the court, it translates. Like, now you know. Like, like you know. Like, I know JC. He, he about to pick up four with me. I know that. Like, I just know that. Not off because I just seen him do it. No, nah, because I know how we talk to each other. I, I know, like, it's just little things like that, just like team chemistry that was built in the bubble was at an all-time high, personally. Was it almost like a college type of situation? Because, like you said, you went from eating food together back to the hotel, almost like a, like college. You go from eating from yeah, the, yeah. the cafeteria and going yeah. right back to the dorms. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely had that kind of feel. Also, hey, you feel. Okay. <laughs> Riding the bus, going to the hotel, eating together as a team, going back to the hotel, coming back, eating, going back to the room. You know, it kind of had an AAU feel to it, too. Okay. So, one of the reasons you guys had a lot of success was Devin Booker. I mean, the guy averaged over 30 points in the bubble. He was big time. I mean, that game winner against the Clippers was ridiculous. I mean, when you watch that thing in slow motion, I couldn't believe that he made it. I mean, it, 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 Paul George pretty much did everything but block the shot, and it went in. But looking at him and, and, and being up close and personal with Devin Booker, was he better than, than you imagined? Um, I mean, I always thought he was a good player. I always okay. thought he was good um, But what he did in the bubble, he, he, he definitely took it to another level. Um but I feel like he 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 found his rhythm. And, you know, also with the bench helping that out, it made him more comfortable. You know what I'm saying? It, instead of having to force more and more, I don't I don't I don't feel like Devin had to force as much as he normally would have. Right. And he he played well and, and to your point, you your bench played well. And and you're one of the reasons that the bench played well, came off the bench. 10 points a game in those eight games, 50% from downtown. I mean, you played very well. Were you happy with what you did in the bubble? Absolutely. Uh, I was very thankful. God got pulled me through there. Um, but I was I was definitely <laughs> happy for sure. Playing well really changed, probably changed my life again from getting drafted. It changed my life again. That bubble did something for me that I don't think would have happened if there was no bubble. Right. For sure. I mean – and you played in Japan, uh, not Japan, China at one point. You mm-hmm. also spent some time in the G League before this opportunity came for you. You spent time with Monty Williams in OKC. Was that one of the reasons you ultimately got the opportunity, you think? Uh, yeah, I, I feel like it. Uh, I feel like he knew me. He seen me play, you know, and uh, he know what I can do. And when, when he called my phone, I was just like, whoa, Monty? going on man. <laughs> you know and then not not even just Monty it's, it's more coaches that was in OKC that was there with me and uh man they all just 
made it comfortable for me, and I came in confident, and, and those two just meshed well together. Did you expect to have the role that you had? You, you averaged 22 minutes a contest. Did you expect to have that when you first were signed? Nah, I didn't expect that, uh, but I was ready for it if, if it okay. happened. Uh, I, but I wasn't expecting it. I, I just kind of felt like I was going to get some time here and there, get an opportunity here and there. I never really thought it was going to be like, you 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 getting 20 minutes a game. Right. And uh, I, I, I never, I never, I never thought that at all. Were the opportunity that you got there with Phoenix in the bubble, was that like the opportunity you've been looking for kind of like your whole career? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I kind of felt like I got that in OKC, uh, but things kind of changed. Uh, we, we was getting to the playoffs. They wanted to go a little bit older, and and then I broke my foot, so that kind of kind of got messed up there, but the 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 role like I I needed that one. I needed that one. it was a great one <laughs> and do you, do you feel like the role that you had and, and the way that you played in the bubble and it may not come in Phoenix but do you feel like you're a starter in this league um absolutely if 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 I keep working um I think if I get that opportunity um I think I can make something happen with that um, I'm a hard worker and and that's that's what I'm built off so. I feel like opportunity and being prepared, like they, they go hand in hand and all I do is work. So I feel like if I get the opportunity, I'll be ready for it. You had some struggles with injury throughout your career at times. How much do you feel that that held you back? Uh, it held me back a lot. Just uh, just because I had to sit there and watch and I really never had injuries before. So I didn't really know how to deal with injuries. And I'm, I was young. I'm young <laughs> still. So it, it was definitely a, a different kind of thing for me to be injured and be in the NBA and never being injured before. It was just like my head was all in, in different kind of places and all like getting almost back and getting hurt again. Like those things kind of take a toll on you, especially when like you really ain't even played. So like you just got that knock on you like you, you're injury prone and like, I ain't been injured until the NBA, so it was kind of uh, a shock to me. Like, man, how am I getting hurt like this? I ain't never been hurt in my life. Like, nah. So uh, it, it, it was definitely different. Like, it, it happened. I feel like it definitely had a big um, a big thing on me, just being hurt. It kind of it kind of it kind of hurt me a little bit. Now, you're only 26 years old, and it seems like you've been in, around the NBA in the league a lot longer. But you're only 26 years old, so where are you? Where are you at at this point in your career? Um, I'm just trying to be a consistent guy that could stay in the league. Uh, that's that's really my thing. Uh, from being out the league, it's it's all about sticking. That's that's my thing. It's all about it's all about sticking in the league and just making it regular again because uh, being out of like this whole season has been a long season for me out of right. places and in here so I mean this is definitely chaos uh, but now I just I just want to be you know stay here have my family watch me play things like that and just stick in the league being a guy who, who was a lottery pick was it difficult the way parts of your career was turning out for you? Did you feel like you, you may have let some people down because you were a lottery pick and you may not have performed the way a lottery pick should perform? 
I mean, honestly, that 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 kind of stuff really don't matter to me. Uh, like expectations, I don't, I, I don't, we don't really get built off that. Uh, but like people I let down, like myself, and it, it, it falls down after that because I'm I'm like I'm a product of I'm a product of of, of a pain family name, and I feel like I left all that. Like anybody that's under that name, I let all them I let all them down. So, um, I mean, if you want to get into detail, my parents, like for sure. So I just, that's why I got so, that's why I got chill on my shoulder. That's why I got a drive, a different kind of drive, because I don't want to let them down again. And and it's crazy that you say again, because I don't want that to happen. Uh, I just locked in on it. And and you felt like you, you didn't let your parents down because the way things went earlier in your career, you felt like you let them down? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I did. Uh, just because they watched me play all my life, they, 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 it's like, like, what's going on? Like, why is all this stuff happening? And at the same time, like, I don't know neither. Like, one day, I don't know. I don't know why a team not take me. I, I don't understand. Like, and they know what I could do. So they like, man, just like, where is this opportunity? At? Where is the opportunity? So. Um, it's just nice. So everything learning experience and just getting better every day. Now you look at the Suns and obviously we talked about Devin Booker, DeAndre Aiden. I mean, they have a lottery pick coming up. Is the playoffs a legitimate possibility for this team next season? I mean, you're out in the Western Conference, which is always tough sledding, but is playoffs a possibility? Absolutely. Uh, that's the goal every, every, every day. That's the goal. That, that's, that's what we plan for. Uh, so it's definitely a possibility. And after showing what we did in the bubble, I feel like, you know, everybody almost tasted it and everybody oh. almost felt that. And when you almost get that, it's like, all right, we know what we got to do. Like, we got to keep putting it together. And, you know, I feel like more so for us, we just like, we that close. Okay. We, we, we that close. So it's just, we just trying to keep better, just, just trying to keep getting better and, keep working and hopefully, you know, we be in that we put ourselves in position to be in the playoffs. It, it almost felt like you guys just ran out of time. It, it almost felt like if you had just a few more games, you, you would have made the playoffs. You just ran out of time. It's one of those deals where you're down 20, you make that big time run, you get right back into it, and then the <laughs> time just runs out. Hey, I call it that 0.1%. That's what I call it. 0.01%. <laughs> That's what I call it. That's what I call it right it, there. It was, you guys were close, it, man. And we didn't make it, so that's where 0.1% came in, man. Right. What was it like playing with Monty Williams? Playing for Monty Williams, I should say. Like you said, you had some experience with him in OKC. And obviously, he was your coach here in Phoenix. What was it like playing for Monty Williams? Uh, it was awesome. Uh, he uh, like just knowing him from OKC. Like I, I know him more more, more than the coach. Uh, so like just watching him at the at the at the front, <laughs> you know, at, at the at the head, you know, it was it was cool to see him and like his philosophies and how 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 he carries himself. It's just it's just awesome. Like it's a plus. Like it's it's every to me. Is everything you were wanting to coach, and uh, he, he he trying to you know adjust to the younger group, and uh, it's, it's it's as cool to see him learning 
And I mean, what he what he what he does, uh, X and O's, man. I mean, shoot, he finished what what tenth, ninth, uh, in the Western Conference. Yeah, in game. So I mean, I feel like that 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 speaks for itself. So you played with Russell Westbrook earlier in your career, and you were there for part of that triple double season. And it's hard to get a triple double in the yeah. NBA, but this mm-hmm. guy averaged a triple double. Do you feel like that season doesn't necessarily get the credit that that it deserves? I know he won MVP that season, but I almost feel like at times people downplay how hard it is to get a triple double in the NBA. Yeah, I kind of I kind of feel like they downplayed after he did it also, because uh, like man, you see people's stats and you be like, man, he almost had a triple double. He he got to be MVP, right? <laughs> you know, just little things like that. But man, every night to see the man work. He come to that game. He locked in. He come out and get that triple double. Like it was, it was crazy to see like how many consecutive ones he got. Cause it ain't easy. Like right. it's not easy at all. Uh, he make it look easy. <laughs> he make it look easy. But you put yourself in them shoes, man. It's a tough task. Uh, so like, man, just just learning from him as a rookie. He's been one of the hardest workers I've been around. Uh, very, very, very hard worker. And I mean, it shows on the court. Like how he just come get triple doubles, like it's something he been doing forever since he was <laughs> years old. Like it's nothing. Like everybody can do it. So uh, it just shows the credit how how hard he works and how how much he laid on the line every night for his team. Now much was made of you guys had that little dance before games, um, and and you know it, it was fun. It was definitely a lot of fun seeing you guys dance before games. How did that come about? Uh, honestly, it was just a handshake. I mean, really, really, like, we had our little handshake, and uh, we just, like, did just add a little to it at the end. It was just a really, the whole team got a handshake, the whole team, 1 through 15. That was just our way of our team chemistry bunting together, like, just some personal you got with each teammate. So, like, I had a handshake with every single teammate. Uh, okay. You know, like, we did our little thing, and we just added something to it, and we changed it every game. It was just however he was feeling or however I was feeling today. Like, I don't know. We just – it just – every game, and I don't know. It was just, like, our little niche to get us – get us, man, hype and pumped for the game, just a way to get us, like, amped and just ready. Uh, I mean, more so my job to make sure he ready, you know. Uh, it was all fun. It was all fun. Uh, it was. It wasn't. I just say it wasn't no more than just a handshake to me. So, I know. I know the other people is is way more, but to us, yeah. it was a handshake. So, so we had the situation. Charlie Villanueva, you know, he kept, he stepped in in between you guys as you were doing the handshake and everything. Uh, talk about that situation. Uh, I was kind of confused, like, because I was already standing there and I just seen more of the Dallas Mavericks players just getting in the way. And this was game two. Or no, it was game one. And I'm just like, what they like what they doing? I'm just like, I don't know what Russ gonna do. I don't know what he gonna do. But I'm gonna stand in my spot. You gonna see what's gonna happen. I'm gonna be waiting for him. And I, I mean, I guess that was just one of their little task tactics to just get in his head, but then it didn't do much. So we look at that year 2016 with OKC. You guys had the Warriors down three games to one in the Western Conference Finals. 
I mean, I, you know, looking back on that finals, at, at times, I thought you guys were almost the better basketball team. I know they won 70 games that particular season. But at times, when you watch that series, you look at OKC, and you were saying, they're the better basketball team. Do you feel like you guys let one slip away there? Absolutely. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, man, but, 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 but Golden State, they, they was hooping. They was hooping at the time. I felt like we let one go, too, though. Uh, we was up 3-1. And I feel like we got comfortable. Okay. Uh, feel like you just got, you know, you just got some more games. Like you just got some more, more chances. And I mean, it came quicker than expected. And uh, we, we, we weren't ready to answer them. I feel like we, I feel like we had the better team. I feel like we had a great opportunity to win a championship that year. I, I thought so too. I thought that was one of those situations where, if if you could get it back, you you definitely would want to get something like that back. Absolutely. We need it. it. So looking at that, and ultimately Kevin Durant left after that. Were you surprised that he left? Yeah, I was very surprised. It came out of the blue to me because I just, you know, him and Russ been there so long. I just kind of felt like, you know, they trying to bring one to that team. They started to see they've been together the whole time. And I just kind of felt like it was, you know. That 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 kind of group where it was like, man, we gonna find a way to win this championship as this team. So yeah, I was kind of surprised. Yeah, and, and I thought I thought definitely KD would stick around in OKC, but ultimately he decided to move on. But and and if you look at it, it was it's interesting. If you guys win that series, he, he probably stays in OKC. Yeah, absolutely, he there. So wow, I mean, it's, it's interesting to think about. That particular time, but that was a good combination, Westbrook and Durant. And I thought if they would have stuck together, I thought they would have at least got one. They would have made it work at least once. Yeah, I feel yeah. you on that. Yeah, I, th- I thought they would have got at least one. So, looking at what's going on around the world, I mean, we see the situation with George Floyd. We see the situation with Jacob Blake. I mean, we see a lot of bad situations out here. Um, and ultimately the NBA is doing a lot with social justice. The players are doing a lot with social justice. I mean, talk about that. You were in the bubble. Uh, talk about what the players are doing in terms of fighting racism in America. Um, honestly, using the platform that we get, uh, wearing clothes. Uh, they know they, they, they know people are going to take pictures. They know we got to have masks on. So just using different ways to show, like, it's bigger than basketball. Oh, this is bigger than us. It's bigger than the world. It's bigger. And um, for, for, for us to be able to have a platform to have an interview that travels on every feed, that goes to almost every computer in the world, it's huge. And for, for people to hear our voice and to hear that it's actually affecting us too because, man, this this this, this, this world is, is, is going through a crazy time. And yeah. I just hope people figure it out. People got to figure it out. People got to keep watching news. People got to keep um, um, allowing themselves to learn on the topics of what's going on. Read, read more. Just start learning because, man, this, 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 this the, the time right now is is wild. Uh, it's wild. It's, it's 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 things that like my grandfather told me about when I was younger, and it's like I'm gonna have to say the same thing later in life because I've been doing too in a sense like. All this stuff, like it just don't make sense to me. And I hope, I hope the world just learn how to learn how to be equal. 
learn how to be equal. And the fact that we get to get on interviews, get to wear a Black Lives Matter shirt, get to wear All Lives Matter shirt, get to wear justice for uh, Breonna Taylor, justice for Justice Floyd, like, uh, I mean, justice for George Floyd, it's just huge. It's huge because we are actually taking notice of it too. Yeah, these 450 guys that y'all watching, yeah, yeah, it, it's hitting us too. It's like our brother too. Like, and we just we just want people to see our pain, see our pain. So even when them guys didn't, uh, they boycotted that game. That was huge. Like, because it's affecting us. Even though we not at home, even though we can't be out there on the front line, like. We want y'all to know that we going through it too, not just because oh, we, we playing basketball, everything going good. It ain't. It ain't. You know, that's the harsh reality of it. Even though we playing games, like, man, everybody not having a good day. Everybody not happy about what's going on. But, you know, it's our job, so we're there for it. But, right. like, really, like, the word got to wake up. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, and and, and part, part of me thinks on some levels kind of unfair – for me, for me or others to say, well, these guys have to say this. These guys have to say that. I mean, you guys are, are young guys. I mean, I'm, I'm 44 years old. I wasn't thinking about social justice at 26, 25, 24 years old. So to me, on some level, when, when I look at the pressure that's on you guys, on some level, to me, it's kind of unfair. Because I, I can't expect a 20-some-odd-year-old to have the wisdom to to go out there and, and fight social justice. I, I mean, this is my opinion on it. Absolutely. It's crazy. And, and they're just going to show how much more we got to learn, how much more we got to read. Because it's a lot of things we still don't know. Like right. you said, we're six. We yeah. got a long way to go. We for only sure. been for a time. COVID-19. I mean, a lot of people were a little leery in terms of going to the bubble because of the COVID situation. To me... If I look at the NBA bubble, probably one of the safest places to be, maybe in America. I mean, in terms of COVID and everything. So how did you view COVID going into the NBA bubble? Was it on your mind at all? Sort of, just because you've seen the numbers. Right. If there were no numbers, no, nah, I wouldn't be worried. But the fact that you've seen the numbers, it had me worried. It's like, man... I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't die at 26 over something that I can control myself from <laughs> dying from. Like, nah. So when they was like, come to the bubble, I was a little scared. Uh, just to be honest, like, cause I was at home. I was at home the whole time. No problems. COVID free. Like I'm good. Uh, so when, when, when the bubble came about, it was just like, mm, I, I, I gotta go. I gotta give myself this opportunity. Then. For sure. When we were in the bubble, man. We testing every day. We they locked in about it. They, man, they they got it on lock. They got that thing locked down and just even wearing masks. I I I never was into masks until I got to the bubble. Okay, like, it's it, it's it's a big deal to have your mask when you're out. And uh, beforehand, I was like, ah, right, mask, whatever, man. I'm 26. It ain't it shouldn't harm me. Nah. When we got there, that was one of the biggest emphasis, wear your mask. It's yeah. a big deal. Like, if you can wear that mask, you really slim your chances. So it's crazy about, like, why not do it? You know, why why not do it? Uh, so it was, a, it was a huge thing for me because I, I really wasn't locked in about it. So it was cool going there for that, for that two months. It, it really helped me out. So did you miss being at home 
during, you know, being in the bubble? And the, did you miss being at home? I mean, I, I know the food was probably decent. Uh, so I, was it that bad? Was it that bad? Was it that good? How was the bubble? No, uh, no, it wasn't that bad. But, man, after you done been somewhere three months, you done been with your family, you know you eat great. You right. know you eat good. <laughs> when you're around moms and pops and granddad, grandma, you're going to eat great. So um, when we got there, it was just, you know, kind of like a 360, and they just switched it all. Like, you you had to eat what they had. had to eat what right. they got. And I feel like that was more so the hard part, right. um, having to eat what they had. So it necessarily one bad. I mean – Man, hey, you, you eat McDonald's before the game. So, I mean, you can't really complain right. about, you know, grilled chicken breast pasta and some veggies. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's just not what you normally got. So, it was a little bit different for a lot of a lot of players. So, it was cool for me. I ain't really had no problems. I was there for some bigger than the meal. So, yeah. it was all cool for me. But, but I heard J.R. Smith. I mean, he was on Instagram Live, and he was saying some of the menu. I heard some – Short ribs and, and it's, uh, uh, I think it was it some sounds, type of fish. That, I mean, that don't sound awful. It sounds great. It sounded <laughs> It had sounded great. They would make it sound like it was covered from Michelin Michelin Star Restaurant. You was like, woo, they, they got it hooked up today. But it's just, you know, when you got it, it just won't what right. you really but, you know, I got, I mean, I feel like we all got used to it. You haven't really heard much more about the food lately. So no. It got, it, got, it got better as the time went on. So, as we look to next season, and one of the things you talked about is you want to be more consistent. You want to be consistent. That's what you want to be. What do you do in the offseason to be consistent? Um, I mean, working out. Working out as much as I can, working out consistently, doing everything consistently embraces your consistency as a person. So I feel like, like just doing stuff consistently, like going to the gym every day, getting up a certain amount of shots every day. Like, I mean, if you think about it, you shoot six or seven shots in a game, in a workout typically, you shoot like 300, 250 shots. Makes those right. are makes, like, you get that many shots. So you know, I feel like just constantly getting the work in, constantly getting the work in, and constantly working hard, and, man, everything else take care of itself. So you feel like ultimately you can be better? Absolutely. 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 <laughs> no, no doubt about it. And before we get out, I want to go back to Devin Booker for one more, one more time. Mm-hmm. In terms of two guards, where do you put him? Ooh, he my number one, man. What's your okay. man? Number one. Okay. He was my number one, man. He pure, man. He pure. He pure. Okay. I go to him every day. He pure. <laughs> so we see here it says campaign, but the way you spell campaign was almost like you're campaigning for president, you're campaigning for senator. I mean, <laughs> Senator Payne at some point down the line. Hey, 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 nah, it's just like, man, <laughs> it's year 2020, it's a campaign year, and I'm a part of that. I'm a part of that. I was with the Texas Legends. They started this campaign, 2020 campaign thing, uh, trying to get me back into the NBA, like, vote for campaign, just look, man, <laughs> running with it. I'm running with it. Um, 
I, I feel like it's just a cool little thing to pick up on. And and the fact that it's a presidential race going on, it's just perfect. It's just perfect all the way around. <laughs> I got shirts that uh got me a campaign shirt. It's a campaign shirt uh, uh, of, of Barack Obama. They got my face on it. I just, you know, I'm just running, running with that thing. I'm running with that. <laughs> so, so the first thing you did when you finally, you know, came home, what was the first thing you ate? What was the first meal that you had? Uh, what, what did I eat that first day? <laughs> All right, so I got, I, I got off the plane. I went to Chick Fil A. Okay, Chick Fil A, but at home. My parents cooked me. I had to, you know, they, they got, like, this pasta. They like cooking. They was calling me every day, like, you know, we having a get-together at your house, you know. Uh, we watching the game. You know, we going to cook some food, fry some fish. You know, they constantly telling me, what will we play? Ten games? Eleven games? So Eleven I games. had to have 11 meals together without me. So I was okay. hot. I'm like, I need that pasta y'all been talking to great. <laughs> I wasn't here to taste. So I had some pasta my dad made. It was pretty some Cajun chicken pasta. He did his thing. So where can fans connect with Campaign on social media? Uh, you can catch me on IG, SmoothCP1. Uh, or you can catch me on Twitter, at Campaign. Sounds good. Cam, absolute pleasure talking to you, man. Wish you nothing but the best of luck moving Thank forward. You. Love to do it again. Uh, absolutely. Appreciate uh, appreciate you for having me. Uh, thank you for reaching out. And uh, whenever you want me to get back on, I'm free. I'll, I'll do it with you. For sure. Take care of yourself. All right. You too, man. Stay safe out there. All right.